What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. It is a big week because this is the premiere week for The Batman coming out on Thursday in most markets, Friday for everywhere across the world. And we are getting our first early reactions to this film. The embargo has indeed been lifted. Critics who have gotten early screenings of this movie are now being allowed to not only give their reactions, but even give full reviews of this film. So a warning to people out there that may be searching for reactions. You might want to avoid spoilers for the next couple of days because people who have seen it can say what they want to say about this film. And from what I'm seeing, there are a lot of positive reactions to this movie. So beware of spoilers, but I think there's a, a lot of reason to be very excited about this film. If you're one uh, of the unlucky ones like uh, the four, the three of us here who have not gotten to see it, um, a lot of exciting stuff we're hearing about that film. So we'll talk about those reactions we're seeing. We'll also be talking about the future of the Man of Steel in the Batman verse, or if there even is a future, because there's a lot of skepticism expressed by Matt Reeves, the director, by the actor uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, about whether or not Superman even fits in the world that's being created by Matt Reeves. So I think that's an interesting discussion. We'll talk about that as well. An uh, actor that's been rumored to play Wolverine addresses those rumors. Uh, we'll also be discussing that. And it kind of landed with somewhat of a thud, in my opinion. Uh, the the Morbius trailer, the final trailer, was dropped on Monday, the same day that the Batman had its embargo lifted. And I don't know if a lot of people even know the Morbius trailer came out today. I don't know exactly why Sony did what they did, dropping it when they did. But that trailer did come out. They advertised it last week that this would be the final trailer for that film that will be coming out in April. So we'll give you our thoughts on that. Maybe discuss some of the social media and marketing strategy behind why Morbius would drop a trailer on the same day the Batman embargo would lift. So um, should be fun discussions on this podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I know you talked over and over again about the Batman being your most anticipated movie of the year. So now that we are in premiere week, how you feeling? Uh, excited. Excited, scared that I'm going to get spoiled uh, before <laughs> the movie. You know, so I can't go on YouTube. I can't go on, um, you know, I can't go on Google because Google now just shuts articles in your face. You know, whenever you go on Google, if you're on a smartphone in particular. Um, I'm on Google right now. All right, be careful, Kevin. Okay? <laughs> so, like, keep that screen away from me, fam. We good. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming you know what happens, Kevin. <laughs> um, Make sure you put it on on dark mode so I can't read that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is on dark mode. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you know the hype is just on another level. So I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing it. I just want you know I'm just gonna be on autopilot this week, just waiting to see the movie. All right, Sham is super excited, as am I. Kendall Stewart also joins on the on the podcast as always. Kendall, how are you feeling about premiere week for the Batman? Oh man, it's uh it's super exciting. Um, we're we're finally here. It's been a little bit of uh, it's been a little while since we've had, you know, a movie, a, a superhero movie. It's been since Spider Man No Way Home. Um, prior to that, uh, just what Eternals. Yes. Um, so it's been a little bit. Uh, definitely been a little bit since a non. Marvel movie, I guess it's going back to what Suicide Squad, yes, the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. um, so yeah, this is this is huge. Uh, I mean, I I'm very excited to see see this movie and um see what all the uh all the hullabaloo is about. But we'll talk about the hullabaloo in a second. Yeah, it's funny when I think about this film, and you know, again, this is a movie we were supposed to see last year, but of course, the pandemic has moved a lot of movies back and a lot of rescheduling and reshooting even for some of these films it's funny in the history of doing this podcast i think this is the first movie that i actually had scoops on if you guys remember um i i had broken various different <laughs> we're, we're gonna test ej sources very very soon <laughs> well yeah. i don't think there's anything i don't think i gave you y'all anything i gave y'all some storyline stuff most of my stuff was more about like news in regards to like what was being done with the production when they were shooting when they weren't shooting um, I had pretty great sourcing on that, and it was crazy to see that sourcing get confirmed by the, the the bigger heads who then would come out weeks later and say, oh, they are shooting. They've been shooting in the U.K. I'm like, yeah, I know. I said that on the podcast two weeks ago. Um, so 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 it was kind of neat to kind of have this 
event kind of come full circle. You know, having reported a little bit on this movie, now coming into premiere weekend to watch it. You know I can't wait to talk about it. Of course, make sure make sure you guys check us out next week. We will have a Batman trailer, excuse me, a review for you guys. A full Batman review, full spoilers. So, um, man, that, that, that should be a lot of fun, a really great conversation. So, uh, once you watch that film, make sure you check out the podcast. Or if you don't care about spoilers and you want to just hear us talk about a movie that we're really excited about, make sure you check out that podcast. Of course, we'll be recording next week. That will drop sometime Monday night, Tuesday morning, per usual. But let's talk about these early reactions we're getting from this film. So, um, we're getting... Our first look at the reactions to DC's The Batman after the embargo on the reviews and reactions were lifted Monday. The movie is coming in at a Rotten Tomato score of 87 and is being praised as an intense and grounded film that highlights the Dark Knight's de- detective abilities in ways never before explored on the big screen. So I'm going to go through some of the reactions we're seeing from critics online. Eric Weber of Ace AwardsAce.com writes, Cinema of a spectacular order. The Batman's the most artistically stunning comic book movie ever made. Matt Reeves vows, wows with a sprawling detective tale showcasing the magnificence of Greg Frazier uh, bathing Gotham in an amber glow. Robert Pattinson owns the brooding Batman. WB has a winner, 9.5 out of 10. Diego uh, Andalus of Discussing Film writes, Wow, the Batman is the best crafted Batman film of all time. Robert Pattinson is perfect for the role. Matt Reeves' direction shines with all departments firing on all cylinders. A masterful technical achievement that becomes one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Eric Davis of Fandango says, I've seen The Batman and it is a ferocious detective drama punctuated by moments of incredibly visceral action. Matt Reeves' direction is dark, deep, intense, and flooded with instantly iconic imagery. A live-action Batman movie unlike any we've seen Brilliant and Badass, Big Recommend. And finally, Jenna Anderson from comicbook.com writes, The Batman is a ridiculous, bold, brilliant event, absolutely jam-packed with style and a surprising sense of humor. It's like nothing else in this space that has only made me love it more. With each passing moment, I am obsessed. So I toss it to Sham. you got to be very excited to hear those kind of reactions from this film. How do these reactions impact your anticipation for this movie? Uh, I just get more excited. I get more excited. Um, I become more confident in the cast, more confident in the director. Um, you know, I always believe, I always believed in Matt Reeves. I still believe in Matt Reeves after seeing what he did with the Apes movies. I was talking, of course, I was talking to Kendall earlier about this, and you know, I told him, you know, after seeing what he's able to do with the Apes movies, some people think his Apes movies are better than the original Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I even I thought was a feat because I love the original Apes movies, and his his trilogy is fantastic. It's great what he was able to do. So it's very it was very that alone is very impressive. So seeing him take on Batman, I knew it was going to be something. Um, I knew that was going to be something very at the very least going to be something very interesting. Um, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of praise for uh, a lot of Pattinson praise. I, I haven't really seen much of it, much negative uh, about Pattinson. Seeing a lot of Pattinson praise, a lot of praise for, um, uh, for all, really all the cast, honestly. Um, uh, but a lot of Pattinson praise. So I, which also doesn't really surprise me. Pattinson has been been, in my opinion, on a roll in terms of everything that I've seen him in. Right. Um, you know, whether they be in, in much much smaller roles or kind of bigger roles. He's always knocked it out of the park. Playing all characters from all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different, you know, uh, you know, different just mannerisms and everything. It's just very impressive, very impressed with him. So, you know, my expectations now are well, they were always tied, so honestly they haven't really changed. I'm still expecting I'm still expecting a very good movie. Uh, um, you know, um, it's long. One of the one of the few negatives I've seen is that it's very long. Um, probably too long, which it's a long movie. If you're not into long movies um, or long superhero movies, this probably isn't going to be your your thing. I don't mind long movies. I'm used to long movies, mm-hmm. and I don't mind it, particularly if it's a good movie. So I'm I'm cool with that. So I'm just I'm expecting to just go into the theater 
and be very pleased with what I see. Mm. Okay, Shamari, very excited about what he's hearing about the film. Kendall, what are your thoughts on some of these reactions we're seeing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 again, it's, it's very exciting. Um, obviously, you never want to hear, uh, that a movie is, uh, is bad or even a movie that's polarizing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we remember, I mean, you know, Eternals debuted on Rotten Tomatoes at like 60% or something like that. And it only went down, down to about 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a very polarizing movie in that regard. Uh, and that was nerve wracking. Um, with this, this isn't, you know, 99, you know, 98, where you're like, you know, I guess everyone loves it. Um, but it's high enough to where you're pretty sure you're going to you're going to go see a good movie. Um, obviously, I think the it'll be interesting to see because there are, again, for a movie where there's people saying this is the greatest comic book movie ever. People saying, you know, I mean, EJ read some saying that it's one of the greatest comic book movies ever. Some people saying it's one of the best, it's the best Batman movie ever. Like, you know, that you would think with all that being said that, all right, so I guess it's like a, again, I guess it's like a 98 or Rotten Tomatoes. I guess it's going it's gonna to be, you know, seen as perfect. But um, with it right now being at 87, that's a weird number. And I wonder what contributes to having a solid number of people, you know, a real number of people that don't necessarily like the movie. And then you've got some people thinking it's, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, that That is what is going to interest me. Um, uh, apart from the fact that, you know, I want to see a Batman movie. But, um, but yeah, that, that does interest me that there's, there's a segment of people that feel like it's... And I would just wonder if that is just the times we're in nowadays where... Like everything's kind of polarizing, you know, especially Batman, you know, where we've got some people that will say it's never going to be as good as the Nolans. And some people saying it's never going to be as good as Affleck and Snyder's movie. Yeah. I got some people saying it'll definitely be better than those two because, you know, Robert Pattinson and this and that. So, you know, I, I do wonder you would hope that that isn't that that would be more reflected in the audience score than it would be in the critic score. You would hope that the critics don't care about those biases and stuff, but you know, these people are human too. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that I, I tend to feel like critics nowadays, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes score, when we think of like how that gets aggregated, are probably a little more harsh than in years past. Like just doing a quick Google search, like, or a quick Rotten Tomatoes search. Oh, yeah. I mean, The Dark Knight Rises came in at 87%. I just think Yeah, I check, zero- I check that too. There's yep. 0% chance that, that movie comes out in 2022. That movie is at 87. And I am someone, it's funny, I actually went, had a conversation. Shout out to uh, Karan Phillips from Deadspin. We were going back and forth because he loved The Dark Knight Rises. And I am someone who defends The Dark Knight Rises quite a bit. I think it gets a lot of, I think it gets a bad rap for the most part from from a lot of people who, who don't like that movie. But I feel like not liking that movie was just not in vogue at that time. And I think critics were kind of afraid to really really let their let really voice some of the issues that that movie had so you see that number and in that time period given the other movies we were seeing the other superhero movies we were seeing that movie gets an 87 if that movie comes out today there's no way that's an 87 that's a movie that's probably sitting somewhere in the 70s and that's not bad but you know it's that's a lot more of a controversial movie now than it was back then and i think you could do that with a lot of films you'll pick holes and say okay this movie got a uh, 90 i mean do we really think that movie was what more well received than the batman i i think that you know even something like spider-man no way home as a 93 and that's really good i i just feel like that movie comes out 10 years before you're talking at a 98 99 i i just think that number even that number is gonna be much higher so i'm not tripping so much on the uh on the on the on the rotten tomato score not being maybe as high as we would like to open up i actually think this is one of those movies that may cater well to critics given it's kind of like uh this is the stylistic approach that they took so i want i don't know if this number is going to plummet that much like we've seen other movies like remember wonder woman i think started off at a similar number and once it was around the 80s and then we saw that number just take a historic plunge i think that was because that was not a film that when more critics got to see it that didn't get advanced access to it we're gonna really take take kind to because it was so goofy 
I don't think this movie is going to have that problem. So I, I don't expect this number to, 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 to fall too much. If, even if it ticked up a little bit, that wouldn't completely shock me. But I think overall, I think there is something to be said about the times that we're in regarding a Rotten Tomatoes score. What I will say about uh, these reactions, one of the things that I think continues to stand out to me when I when I hear these thoughts, and I didn't have it featured in any of the ones I read, though, is the success of Paul Dano's portrayal of the Riddler. Because I think that, for me, I'll be honest, I think that a lot of this movie was going to either succeed or fail with that. I think we've seen people are very, very particular about what they think Batman should be on screen. There are people who love Affleck. There are people who hate Affleck. There are people that love Bale and the people who hate Bale. There are people who love the Dark Knight series but don't like Bale. Um, there are people who love Michael Keaton. There are people who think Michael Keaton was goofy. There are people that love, you know, you know, uh, uh, well, West, um, Adam West. <laughs> uh, and I think that that's still the most fun and engaging Batman. I like Batman. You know, people there are people like Val Kilmer. You know, I don't think anybody likes George Clooney. But then people think Val Kilmer got a bad rap and that he was actually pretty decent. And some people, of course, think Val Kilmer was a clown as Batman. So, like, I think how good Batman is is very, like, objective. So I don't know if that necessarily means the movie's going to be great. I think that is sometimes a testament to just how strong the supporting characters are for Batman in his universe. So a lot of the, 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 the strength of those movies ends up being how were the other characters? How were... How was the villain? How was the romantic interest? How was Alfred? Like, it, it, those things really, I think, end up elevating the movie more. So I've seen that Pattinson, from, for the most part, has been great, which is great to see. But to me, Dano being so strong, I think he's even more important. Because if his foil came off looking goofy, came off not serious, I don't know if this movie succeeds the way it, it, it appears to have succeeded. Because that was a very bold, risky take to have on the Riddler. It's not a take that I've really ever seen of the Riddler, though it's one that is intriguing to me. It is, to me, very reminiscent of, you know, the take on the Joker by, Chris, by, uh, by, uh, by, uh, of course, um, my camera, Christopher Nolan, right. So, so to me, I think that's been the one thing that I've seen in this reaction that I think is probably giving me the, the biggest kind of, like, sigh of relief like wow they're saying that guy really nailed it okay it's gonna be if that guy nailed it i have a hard time believing this movie isn't spectacular so that that's that was one of the big things i was i was really pleased to see from these reactions we've seen yeah i mean i totally agree with that um i mean i remember i mean we remember we talked about it so the the just the total when i say mix i mean total mix of reactions when we got the first images of riddler and we yes. got the first images of him in that trench coat and that mask. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people were like, I hate this. What is this? This is going to be terrible. You yeah, we, kind of, we, kind of for, we, we kind of forgot how many of those memes were coming out, like kind of clowning yeah. this, this Riddler. Yeah. Like that people feels like real, it didn't happen, but that happened. People had real, real doubt. <laughs> yeah. People who were hoping this movie would be good started having real doubt about, oh, wow, this is like kind of weird, you know, but – you know, we're hearing good things. I'm here also seeing very good things about about uh, Catwoman, yes. about Zoe Kravitz, Same here. which is fantastic too. Uh, that honestly, I was kind of worried about that. Um, I wasn't as worried about Riddler. Honestly, I was worried about Kravitz. I was like, if that if that either comes all across as goofy or, you know, forced, like they shove that into the movie, I could see that kind of tanking it a little bit. But I haven't seen anyone complain about that. Um, I've seen some complaints, but none about that. So that's that's very encouraging. Honestly, I was not. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting this to be like a ninety-eight, ninety-nine, or even like a ninety-five Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I, that would have. That would have. I, I that, expect all movies. To be that was. <laughs> that that would have totally shot me because it doesn't seem like the kind of movie that's going to pull everybody in. It just doesn't seem like that kind of. Movie. I do agree with that. It seems like a movie that's taking risks. And that's and it does not going to pay off for everybody. You're going to lose a couple people, you know. So I, it's kind of for me, honestly, it's in the sweet spot, you know, mid to high 80s. You know, a lot of most people see some kind of some people it's just not their thing. But it, but Reeves went for it. You know, he went for it. He had a vision. He just totally was in, in on it. Went for it, and for the most part, it paid off. And for the you know the people who this is kind of their thing, they're going to love it. And that's that just has me. Um, very excited. You know me. You know me. I don't, I don't care as much about you know too 
too much about like the critics necessarily. I just checked Man of Steel is at fifty six percent with yeah, uh, I Rotten know, Tomatoes. I know you love that movie, and that's one of my favorite. And it's at fifty six percent. I don't I don't see eye to eye with the critics a lot, but you know it is a very good sign that this is so high. Um, you know, and uh, and I and I love Eternals. I think Eternals is is yeah. one of my one definitely one of my favorite Marvel movies. Same, I same love that same here, same here. But uh, but yeah, you know I love Eternals. And look, and man, Space Jam, so, like, Space Jam, a new legacy, man. It got twenty five percent rock. There you go. That's a that's criminal. That that's criminal. That, that is not a bad movie. That is a very good movie. So <laughs> you know these crit- the critics, they're just sometimes it's like a hive mind, or it's like it's like a, it's like just one brain, like you know. We don't like this. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the audience doesn't agree all the time, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think Shamari makes a great point about in terms of this movie not being a movie that's that is like trying to be a crowd pleaser. I don't want to say that it's not a crowd pleaser because a lot of people really like this movie and it's Batman. But I think a movie like Spider Man No Way Home is trying yes. to be a crowd pleaser. That's a perfect example. Perfect. You know example. what I'm saying? Like that movie is trying like to. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to say we're trying to get as many people who would think about seeing this movie to really yeah. enjoy this and have a good time. Yeah, smile, you know, laugh. No matter what generation you're from, no matter how much you care about superheroes, how much you don't, we want everybody to have a good time with this film. That is not what this movie appears to me to be for the Batman. The Batman it seems very much like Matt Reeves was very unapologetic in his vision for what a Batman movie should look like. <laughs> And that's not going to see eye to eye with everybody. I just scrolling through because, you know, of course, I don't want to get spoiled. But scrolling through some of those reactions, you know, one of them was like, I mean, this Batman doesn't smile. And I really don't know how you can tell kids to see this movie. Well, in my opinion, that doesn't make a bad movie. You know, <laughs> like that's someone now that's someone's take. That's that's a parent who is a critic who is viewing what they see and what they would expect from a superhero movie, particularly the Batman. And look at this and say. This is very dark, and I don't know. This is, doesn't seem very joyful to me. Why would anybody want to see this, especially bring your kids? But there's not. But for a lot of people who maybe are super fans, or maybe people who just enjoy the the kind of the caliber of cinema that Matt Reeves is trying to bring to the table, that crowd bleaser stuff may not just be what we're looking for here, or that we really care to see. You know, I, I think not we're that, not that it can't, we can't like to, it. Uh, I, I, I think. <laughs> to me, I, I mean, it depends on what we define as kid. I mean, I wasn't, I was, I was young when Batman Begins came out. Not that was a scary movie uh, for for my age. I mean, Scarecrow yeah. all, ah! yeah, you know, true. like it wasn't a very happy-go-lucky movie, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I still was like, oh yeah, it's Batman. I don't, I wasn't, you know, yeah, The right, Dark Knight's right. another one. I was still right, young right. when The Dark yeah, Knight came out. Me out too. That scarecrow stuff. Some kind of creep me out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, The Dark Knight was not a not a happy-go-lucky movie. Batman didn't smile that much in that movie. I mean, honestly, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home isn't like super happy-go-lucky. No, not, not at all. Happy. Yeah, I, and I talked about that on the show on the, on this podcast. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, if we're talking about a four-year-old, yeah, maybe not. But I don't know. I wouldn't take my four year probably. And nothing to note as well. In the UK, apparently this joint is like whatever. Yeah, it's rated R. Whatever their equivalent of R is. It's beyond rated R because like you can't even if you're fifth if you're under fifteen, you can't you, you can't, can't see, see it, it regardless of an adult. You can't see it. So you, in the UK, you're not allowed in the theater. Yeah, they said it's, it's no very kids. very bleak, very dark. You know. Yeah, I've seen people say that this movie pushes the PG thirteen rating here in the US. Like I've seen multiple reactions right. say that. So. Warner Brothers pull some strings, try to get that ready. I mean, yeah, apparently I mean, that was one. Said, that was the only. That was the only said, that was thing the that thing. they told them not to do was you can't make yeah. it rated R. <laughs> yeah, which you know can't be mad at can't be mad at them. Uh, which is why Reeves didn't. Uh, he didn't freak out and say, you know, I'm not doing it. Draconian <laughs> Warner Brothers doesn't let me make my <laughs> my artistic integrity is being The studio meddling. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Josh Train. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think the other thing that I that I think goes back to Reeves' vision that I think has been interesting about what you've heard is that it, it sounds like it is very much a true detective movie, a true old school film noir. Um, and so that that'll be exciting to see how that is executed in in a in a modern 
in, in a modern superhero movie, not something yeah. that's ever been done before. So, um, should be interesting, even though that a lot of that's a lot of what Batman's roots are come from, you know. So, it'll be interesting to see how that. that I mean, having played the Arkham games, that's gonna fit so well in the movie. Because I mean, there's a lot of that in the Arkham games, um, and the Telltale games as well. Right. And yes, it fits definitely. so well. And you just say, why can't we get a movie like this? Yeah. And it seems like this is the and movie. We said it at the time. Riddler is, is the perfect villain for that kind yeah, of story. Yeah, we said that. Yeah. So it makes sense why they would want him involved. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited. Haven't dove too deep into any of these detailed reviews, but, you know, I'm excited to see all these characters. Yeah, same here. And I, I am excited to see a true detective film. Um, come to light because this is the world's greatest detective and I don't feel like really any Batman movie has truly explored that aspect of his uh, entity and the fact that they're going to dive that deep with it such a psychological villain like the Riddler which apparently sounds like great cinematography and great performances all around it just seems like a, a just a really really great time and, and, uh, and I can't wait to check this movie out later this week but let's talk about a little bit of the future of the Batman because uh, Matt Reeves has already confirmed talks with DC about a sequel that are already underway. Um, and we know HBO spinoffs centered around the Penguin and the GCPD are already in works. But don't expect to see Big Blue crossing over with this version of the Batman anytime soon. Both director Matt Reeves and Batman actor Robin Pattinson expressed skepticism about including the Man of Steel in a future Batman project. During an interview with Collider, Reeves said, quote, I suppose it's not impossible to believe that somewhere down the line they could connect to something else, but that was not my interest in this, and it's not my interest in what we would do in follow-ups at the moment either. There are a lot of great characters in Gotham World, uh, and so the idea of leaning into that, that's really my interest right now. Meanwhile, Pattinson, in the, earlier in the week, told comicbook.com it would be hard to envision superman in this universe he said quote we've been talking about how to get the fantastical elements because matt's world his take on it is so grounded and i'm thinking like how can you add anything like we're talking the other day like can you add superman into it but he just doesn't have any powers he's just a guy in a cape he's just like i'm superman and everybody's like so so clearly both of these guys don't really see how Superman fits in this world. And when it comes to Reeves, he didn't create this world with the idea of including Superman in it. So Kendall, I'll ask you, is it a mistake by the team of the Batman not to prioritize future crossovers with Superman? Um, so I can't give a, I can't give a full 360, 360 degree opinion Till I see the movie, so I have a better idea what, what this universe is like. But you know, just going off of what we've seen and what I would have expected, um, I did not really consider much of much about Superman being in this universe. Um, it obviously feels very different than what we've seen from the DCEU. Um, you know, I mean, look, it's it's the DC universe, so you you want to feel like all right, Superman's probably out there somewhere, but. You know, we could say that we've had so many Batman movies that have had nothing to do with Superman. Um, that's it, just a it's a new occurrence to <laughs> to have Superman inter, you know interacting with Batman in a live action setting. Um, so it, it's not something that I considered much, but in fact, honestly, some some of it may just come down to how good this movie is. If, this, if I feel like this movie is really, really, really good. I may be like, man, part of me wants to see this bat, this Pattinson Batman with Superman and how that would interact. Um, but I, I don't know. After the path that we went down with Batman v Superman, I'm not really clamoring for that story. I mean, I think there are animated forms where that could be told and it's been told well. Um, but on the same token, you know, we've seen the popularity of the MCU and we've seen the popularity of the Avengers and what a shared universe and having other heroes interacting with each other can do. Um, so I see the upside and I see the reason why people may want to see it. But um, I'm also, you know, just been in the camp that I don't know if I really need a Superman story right now. I really like what Tyler Hawkins doing a Superman mm. on CW. Um, and, you know, we'll see 
you know, we still have Michael B. Jordan's Superman. We still have supposed to be supposed to be another Black Superman story coming out. Have like that animated joint coming out. We do have, yeah, an animated cartoon coming out for Superman. And don't forget, we also got Sasha Kaye's Supergirl, who is expected to have a major role in whatever DC is going to be doing moving forward as well. Exactly. So I'm not really clamoring for uh, the character, but mm-hmm. if there is a spot to, to put the character in, it, it, it would probably be the universe. Okay. So uh, I'll toss it over to Sham. Do you think it's a mistake by the Batman to have little interest in including Superman in future stories. Uh no. No. I don't I don't want them to make Batman and make him try to okay, how do I make this Batman interact with Superman? You know, so I, I definitely don't want them to do that. Um you know, Batman is is in a whole different world than Superman. If they were if I I feel like I'd feel, I may feel differently if this was um I don't know. I've ne- I've never been the biggest person of I want to see Batman with Superman because Superman is so much more powerful than Batman. Right. You know, to me, it always made more sense with like Green Lantern or, um, you know, Martian Manhunter. Right. I, that's never been my thing. Um, because the best thing that Batman added was his mind and his money and influence, I suppose. But that was, but that was always it. It was Superman did all the heavy. He was, he was the, you know, the muscle, so to speak. Um, but, but I don't know. Other than that, and Batman always had to use his gadgets, like in BVS right. Right. and Justice League, <laughs> where he had to use his gadgets. So you know, I don't know. That's never, that's never really been my thing. Um, uh, Batman and Superman specifically. Seeing him in the Justice League, I think is, I think I think that's probably a better question, honestly. Was you know how would you feel about having him interact with Aquaman and Flash and you know some other? They would do something like that. Um, but just Superman alone, no, I, I don't think they should they should be focusing on that. Um, and I want them to build this Bat Universe. And I would want the opposite question. I would want them to say, okay, how, who can we make to interact with this Batman in Batman's mm-hmm. world? Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I'm glad they're not focusing on this. Um, and I would hope that they, uh, that they keep focusing on making this world as real and as grounded as possible. Yeah. Clean sweep for me. Um, uh, I, I don't, I'm not clamoring for a Batman Superman story at the moment. And I think that Matt Reeves's thought process on this is spot on. The Gotham world is so expansive. And there's so many characters that we still have not seen on the big screen. We haven't seen Nightwing on the big screen. We haven't seen Jason Todd on the big screen. We haven't seen Damian Wayne on the big screen. We haven't seen uh, Tim Drake on the big screen. That's just the Robins. You know, we're finally we're going to see uh, Batgirl once again. Like we did get Alicia Silverstone, but we're seeing a Batman Batgirl. I don't know if this is going to be in Reeves' universe. I highly doubt that. But there, there are a lot of characters and a lot of corners of the Batman world that we've yet to explore. We haven't seen a Cassandra Cain, um, a Stephanie Brown. Uh, it, it, Bat, the Gotham itself is, is, is a whole world in itself. I don't think that you need to say, okay, after one movie, now how are we going to throw Metropolis in there? And how do we get Batman and, and Superman to be in a story that's so expansive that we need to include both Metropolis and Gotham? have it be involved i i don't i don't need that there are so many other uh stories that have yet to be told on the big screen that with the batman universe that i'd like to see explored there are a lot of villains we haven't seen some villains that i think we should re-explore we talked uh, at length last week about how dope mr freeze could potentially be on the big screen once again there are a lot of other villains we've just flat out never seen on the big screen that i would love to see play either a supporting role or maybe a role as a main villain in a future Batman film. So I, I, I don't quite understand the, this. Uh, you know, I don't think it's, it's really... I don't know if anybody's pushing it per se. I, I do feel like you do have some Zack Snyder fans who take some of these comments personally when you talk about the lack of interest in seeing Batman and Superman. But I don't I don't really understand uh, why the, 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 the interest for having Superman's story be pushed when there's so much more to... One, be explored, but also just be learned about this Batman universe. Like, like Kendall said, and to his point, 
we have not seen this movie yet. So before I could say, oh, I want to see Robert Pattinson inter- interact with someone playing Superman, I'm like, I, I got to see how he interacts with just like the Penguin, you know, how he interacts with Selena Kyle. Like, like those things are way more important. And I think in some ways it, it's some of it's some of the detriment of what Marvel has done to how we view movie making outside of things being done with Marvel. Now, Marvel is, is in a total category in itself because they built a structure and a foundation that made it very easy and very plausible to seek out crossovers because of how they introduced. And some may say Avenger characters. Go ahead. Some could argue that Marvel's there's, there's always a give and take and Mm -hmm. where Marvel has, you know, monetized and made a lot of money and had a lot of success critically um, with the idea of their crossovers. I think that they're they have probably lost a little bit in individual characters and, and going deep into their roles, galleries and their their deep stories that they've had. Yeah. Because they've had to sacrifice they've sacrificed many sequels yeah. to make sequels into crossover movies. You know you're hundred percent right. Captain America Captain America, yeah. Captain America there's plenty of villains that we haven't been we still haven't seen in Serpent Society. Yeah. And we'll never see Steve Rogers or the Superman Society, but yeah. you know we got Civil War, which isn't necessarily a Captain America story, but they call it Captain America. Um, so that's that's the that's the give Doctor Strange. Doctor, we only got one Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Strange, which is which is abandoning anything involving Doctor Strange's world <laughs> after one movie. Yeah. It's just like uh, more don't know people. We're done with that. Where, where's Wolverine? Where's Professor X? <laughs> like they just they just they just uh, yeah they just totally abandoned that joint. So, so that 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 we you know we because their movies are so good we don't really worry too much about that, but you know it's it's they'll never be able to have I mean they can do it if they really wanted to but they haven't had any interest in building their own Dark Knight universe or their own you know the 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 original Spider Man universes where it's it's very singular to their own their own universes and their own stories. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a, a very fair point, a very fair critique of what we've seen from Marvel. And I think when we've talked about DC being a true alternative, I think that that was that's always been one of the main things that I think has been very exciting about how DC wanted to present itself was that these directors had these individualized visions for these characters and that they could explore their worlds kind of as they see fit. I think in some ways that kind of led to trouble in trying to then combine those worlds because how do you do that you know if yeah Patty jenkins thinks one thing and zach snyder thinks one thing and james wan thinks one thing and they do their own thing and then they say all right well we're still trying to make this this into something that zach snyder can put all together in a justice league movie that makes sense uh that, that could be that could be troublesome you know that that could that could see you could see where there will be issues and there'll be some inconsistencies in messaging in terms of what you're trying to get across so uh, the fact that they're that right now that doesn't appear to be right now on the front burner in terms of DC's priorities, they're saying let's just give y'all really dope stories with these characters in their own worlds. That's totally cool. You could totally make a lot of money like that. I'm not saying you're gonna make Avengers Endgame money or Spider-Man No Way Home money, but you could still make a lot of money. And you could still please a lot of fans. So I was very refreshed to hear that uh, Snyder, excuse me, um, that Reeves wasn't necessarily running to find a, a superman crossover opportunity because i don't think it's necessary there's so much stuff to be explored about the batman universe and gotham as a whole it is i think i think it's the most rich you know superheroes you know mythical city not mythical city but you know fictional city i think yeah. in all of superhero comic books I, I mean if you told me i could write stories around a specific set of characters living in one city i don't think there's any person living who creates anything that would i don't say anybody but majority of people will say all right well if i gotta do something that's gotta be really good i'm gonna pick gotham because i can think of a million different things i can tell with gotham you know so that's an advantage for batman in some ways i know metropolis is great too but i don't think it's as rich as 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 gotham is with criminals and and acquaintances and, and and the storytelling opportunities you know i don't even know if like I think I think Marvel New York City is probably a, a very close second, I would say, um, in terms of places, other places that people probably would like to tell stories around. But 
yeah, I think that this is this is this is refreshing. I'm happy to hear that Reeves is really focused on just fleshing out uh, the Batverse as opposed to looking for a crossover Superman. Uh, let's shift over gears. Let's talk about some Marvel stuff. I thought we had some interesting comments from one actor linked to Wolverine. So last week we spoke about rumors that we could be seeing Wolverine debut in the MCU as early as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And one of the actors primarily linked to that role says he would be interested in playing Logan. Kingsman star Taron Egerton denies there is any truth that he has already been cut a deal or is already in line to play Wolverine. He tells BBC, there's no truth in it at all. There's no truth in it. It will be obviously really exciting, but I don't know. However, when asked if he would put on the claws, he said, yeah, of course, that's like playing Bond. It would be exciting to play a role where you play to such a huge audience. Those movies are the most excited, most watched movies in the world. It's a great thrill and it's a great part, but there's no truth in it. Very flattering, though. So Shamari, see there Taron saying that he is and would be interested in playing Wolverine. And we've seen plenty of these rumors and fan castings. And again, it's been been beyond fan casting. There have been rumors saying that Egerton is someone that could be eyed by Marvel to play Wolverine. Uh, would you support seeing Egerton in the role as Weapon X? I don't know. I mean, I I was never on the, um, you know, the Eggsy. I still see him as Eggsy. Kingsman. <laughs> yeah. I was never on the Eggsy Wolverine bandwagon. Um, I mean, the Elton John, <laughs> the Elton John Wolverine bandwagon. <laughs> I, yeah, I was never, uh, I don't know. Um, that's not to say that he can't do it. It's not, I'll say that he can't do it. I was never, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to say whether someone can or can't do something, but, um, but it, it would, it would, uh, I have to really kind of, I don't know. I have to kind of think about. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just not convinced. I'm not convinced that's the perfect person um, for that. Um, it's. I think it's. I do think having him play that role would at least. I would at least know they got someone that is that is a very very talented. Yes. So that is that's definitely something. I've liked every movie I've seen. I've seen him in. But. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think whenever I think of Wolverine, I don't really know if there is an actor outside of maybe Tom Hardy. Um, where I could say, yes, I could see him because it, Wolverine is so stocky. He's so stocky. You know, he's a he's kind of like a little meatball. You know, <laughs> don't call him that. Don't say and, that to uh, his face. Oh, okay. no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I would not say that to his face. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I picture Marvel versus Capcom Wolverine. All right. You know, which I think really kind of portrays his height how it kind of should. He's a little guy. Yes. Um, yeah, Wolverine's like five four. Yeah, he's very small. He's not a big man. Even though I guess in recent things you see him as a bigger guy. Wolverine and X Men, he's like a he's like a big big guy. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a huge Jackman the Wolverine, Wolverine uh, anime. In the, <laughs> well, yeah, the Wolverine. I don't even know. If I got the <laughs> but uh, um, you know, and the various other things. Um, I think even even Wolverine cartoons, he's still he's still he's not that he's still pre- pretty decent size in that in that or in the yeah they're in the X Men ninety seven cartoon so right. you know uh, so I don't know I, I still have to uh, that is something that I have to think about but it is encouraging that I, I suppose that he'd be willing to do it you know I think that's a good sign okay so Samari encouraged that he may do it but doesn't necessarily see a perfect fit there Kendall what would you think about Egerton in the role um yeah I mean I, look so it's first of all I it's interesting because I don't it, it kind of goes off of uh what we talked about last week where I don't expect we're gonna get any sort of Wolverine so I don't think he's been cast as Wolverine I don't I don't think he's playing coy here. Um, I don't think so either. This isn't Liam Neeson saying, I was never right. contacted to, was never to be in Obi-Wan. I'm like, why would Lucasfilm <laughs> not contact you to play Qui-Gon in an Obi-Wan show? Um, so it, it's not one of those situations. I think that this, I think he's being honest. Um, but if he is, uh, if he if he does happen to be Wolverine, um, look, I don't think he would be my first choice. 
Um, I think Taron Egerton may have a place in the X in the X Men universe or in the MCU. Um, you know, I almost wonder if he would be a better Cyclops than a uh, a Wolverine. Um, I guess it depends on what they're looking for for the for the role, but um, in terms of age and whatnot. But uh, to me, like Shamari said, casting for Wolverine is very hard. Um, you know, there are people out there. Obviously, I would say Egerton. Right now, it's the people that have the most traction from a from a fan perspective are Egerton and, and Daniel Radcliffe. Um, you know, Radcliffe to me makes slight more slightly more sense. I I do wonder if Egerton Egerton being connected in part because of the relationship that um he's had with 20th Century Fox. And, yeah. you know, he did the movie with Hugh Jackman, uh, with 20th Century Fox. He did, did obviously, the Kingsman movies. Yeah, and those are Matt, uh, Matt Vaughn movies. And those are Matthew Vaughn movies. So, you know, it, it they, there is a there's a slight connection there where you, where you would think, you know, I'm sure Jackman would be cool with, with his boy getting this role. Um, but Radcliffe, I think, is, is the one that interests me quite a bit given his given he's 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 very he's played a character as big as anybody out there in cinema he's he's been he's done a character just as big as wolverine you know there's very few actors that can say yeah i played that 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 would be viable for this role like i said he's played a character in a role just as big as wolverine but that's what that's what uh daniel Radcliffe has done and it's so like counter to who he's played before it's almost similar to what we've talked about with with Pattinson going from Twilight to then playing Batman, like you know, seeing seeing you know the kid from Harry Potter going to then playing Wolverine, you know, ten fifteen years later, is is definitely stark. But um, I think it could be very interesting. And then we talk about the Bills; he would have to get a little bulkier, but um, but he's not super tall. He's a short guy yeah. in general. And Marvel, Marvel, Marvel can get you on the. Uh... On the superhero acting, yeah, get you work, on the workout plan. Wire, Barry Bonds. I didn't say all that, man. <laughs> relax. That's a big relax. Take it easy on that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean, trying to get, I ain't trying to get sued, Marvel. We good over here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and uh, to me, a sleeper would be, and, and this guy's not a, uh, he's not um. He doesn't have black hair. Uh, he's blonde, so they'd have to work. They'd have to work around that. But uh, I think Charlie Hunman is another actor that could, mm. could maybe do the the scruff, rough and scruff thing that that works mm. with, with with Wolverine. So he would be a sleeper that I would uh, that I would probably target. Yeah, I think he, he's the best name. I think you mentioned, in my opinion. I feel like uh, I would prefer him over both Egerton and. Uh, and and uh, Radcliffe, though I, I know he's older than both of them, he's forty one. So, you know, I, I don't think that's a, a huge issue. But you know, you get you always wonder with those actors how long do they want to do it? You know, before they want to go to other options, before they get too old. So, something to think about with that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of of Egerton, I, I kind of agree with Sham. He, you know, I, I'm he's not he would not be my first choice. I think he's extremely talented. People who know me know I'm a fan of the Kingsman series. I didn't watch this recent prequel that came out. I heard it was pretty bad, um, but I, I, he's not in it, I don't believe, so I don't, that's not his fault. But, but I, you know, I, I enjoyed the series. The first Kingsman is, is a personal favorite of mine. I think he's a, a very talented actor. I don't know if I see Wolverine in him, though. Uh, I don't know. He, he kind of always, to me, plays the kind of scrappy kind of underdog but i don't think of wolverine i think wolverine is scrappy i don't think of him as an underdog i feel like any any fight he's in he's a favorite and i think like whoever whoever he's my thing is whoever's playing him i want to believe that if that guy comes across anybody that is bad news for that other person he's good he's gonzaga (laughs) (laughs) fake fake underdog (laughs) yeah exactly that's good that's actually a good analogy i see how you tied that in yeah you know they from a small conference, but they 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 curb stomping whoever comes in front of them. Like yeah. that's how I view Wolverine. So everything again, I get more of like an underdog feel from him. So I don't know if they, that's the the perfect fit. He could probably get like Wolverine's kind of 
um, how do we put this? The kind of blunt kind of personality he has, he could probably play pretty well. But I think that I, I don't know if I'd view him so much as like a true badass. Um, Huntman, I, I feel that's a little more believable. I, I could under I could see Marvel though being intrigued by him because like you like you you know we've said a million times on this podcast if I use him to do a character that's already been done he wants to do something very different with that character that wasn't done by the previous creators so we know that Hugh Jackman despite being an excellent Wolverine and an iconic figure is like six three so that that that, that poses somewhat of a of an issue. And, and and when we think of Wolverine as being kind of like this small, as Shamari said, meatball, never heard that term, but I think that's a pretty fair way to think about it. And I think the, the bowling Marvel, ball is a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, bowling, bowling, yeah, bowling ball is probably a little better. You know, I, you know, I thought about, I, <laughs> I, I was going to think of like a small. That, that, that yeah. you throw around and, you know, <laughs> Yeah, meatball. Like, like I, I would describe, like, I don't know if y'all remember, uh, I don't know if y'all remember uh, Puck from Alpha Flight. Like, I describe him as a meatball. Like, I don't know if I describe Wolverine as a meatball. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Puck, I'd say yeah, Puck is a meatball. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for people who are who are at home or wherever you are, uh, who want to look up Puck from Alpha Flight, uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. That's someone who I definitely more describe as a meatball. Wolverine, I agree. I, he's like a small tank to me, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that he's someone I could see. I could see them being interested because of his work and because of his age. And I don't think it would be a terrible casting. And he's very talented, so if he pulls it off, it would not shock me to the slightest degree. I just, for me, I think there would be other choices I would I would see. And to Kendall's point, I also agree that I don't think that this has been, I don't think this has been resolved. Much like you know, there are other things like we saw, uh, um, we saw uh, like Harry Styles in, um, no, just spoiler alert. Sorry, people didn't see it yet. She <laughs> saw Eternals. Uh, Harry yeah, Styles. Right. yeah, Harry Styles being in Eternals. <laughs> As a casting that we didn't know that had happened, that we were going to be anticipating, like, like now, I, think, I don't, I don't think that that's happened with this. I, I don't think I, that Wolverine's been settled yet, in my opinion. I do think that I think the Fantastic Four that I agree has been settled. Or I think they have a very, I think they know who they're targeting. We may not know whether or not deal has been signed or not is another question, but I think they know who they want to play the Fantastic Four. I don't think they've gotten that far with the X Men. They probably have short lists, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like NFL teams like the drafts in what is it you know May, they're like a team that's drafting thirteenth doesn't know who they're gonna draft. They probably right. have no idea. Know how the, they don't know how the board's gonna shake out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so that's kind of how I view this as well. But you know this this uh this casting one is, other is, is the biggest casting that Marvel probably has coming up. So one other casting update or note that I would mention is it was mentioned. I, I forget the outlet that that reported it, but it was mentioned that because uh, Ironheart casted uh, casted another actress uh, for their for their show, but it was mentioned that it seems like Anthony Ramos is in fact going to play the villain, uh, allegedly for Ironheart. So uh, that's grasped my Nova theory, obviously. Um, but does it? Does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it does. <laughs> but. Um, so I mean, look, we'll we'll see what that ends up being. Um, you know, there's some speculation. Could he be playing uh, some relative of Obadiah Stane? That, that's what people assumed would be the story of Ironheart or some sort of version of that. Right. Um, if that's the case, you know, obviously it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I would say it doesn't make any sense. But it it would be uh, a little surprising based off the Obadiah Stane that we got. But um, so that that'll be interesting to see how, how how that plays out. But yeah, you know what's most interesting about that is, uh, um, you know the fact that they said that he's a he's going to be playing a character. We think according to Deadline that is going to be recurring like Kang the Conqueror, like he's going to be like Jonathan Majors. So, um, whoever this villain is, uh, it could be could be somebody pretty big. Yeah, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be you know, it's gonna be very cool to see Ramos take, uh, you know, you know, you know, show appear on the screen whenever that does happen. And as I said before, I'm curious if that does happen before Ironheart. Is there a chance we see him somewhere else? Just like we expect to see, you know, Jonathan Majors in 
in Loki, you know, is there a chance we see him appear well before that? That will definitely be an, an interesting thing to take uh, take note of. It is fascinating that they're going to try to get make him play a villain. Like I said, I, I've always view, viewed him as a heroic type, a, a very engaging, very charming person to root for in the movies and the shows I've seen him in. But to be fair, uh, that could always be used to his advantage. You know, you could, of course, you know, have a guy who looks like he's a good person and then if they turn heel, that can end up being very effective as well. So that would be uh, that would be good to follow. But let's wrap the show up here quickly talking about this Morbius trailer. The final trailer dropped Monday with very little fanfare from what I could tell, unless you guys disagree and hear something I didn't see. Uh, due to the discussion surrounding the Batman embargo being lifted. The featurette highlights Michael Morbius' physical feats in his full vampire form, probably more so than most of the other trailers did. It also seemed to hint at a much more featured role for Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes character, who of course was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Still really no clues as to why he's here or what this <laughs> You guys saw is. Keaton posted on Instagram like a couple days ago that he's... Uh... He was like, he was like in Hollywood, and he was like going to do some more tombs work or a tombs work, you know. We're like, what is he possibly? What could he possibly be shooting in February for Vulture? <laughs> I, we, I mean, we assume it's for Morbius, but I'm like, February <laughs> in a month? Nah, that's got. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's something for. I'll say maybe something for. I'll say maybe something for Craven. Craven started shooting. It's possible. I mean, they started casting people yeah i mean they announced another casting a couple they days just announced, yeah chameleon yeah yeah and they can also calypso calypso too oh wow so i mean they're they're revving up i mean if they're not filming yet it's gonna be soon so i mean could that be where he shows up again that would make sense but i mean i don't know how y'all felt i just felt like this was um a complete failure by sony in terms of marketing strategy i don't know how you promote your final trailer dropping on the same day where everyone's talking about the Batman. And there's no excuse for it. And Sony is normally very excellent at marketing their own movies. And I think that the marketing campaign for Morbius has actually been quite good. Some things have been out of their control in terms of the delays. So that, you know, nothing they can really do about that for the most part. But I just thought this was a weird trailer to drop. And if for, if for it not to really have anything of major note, you know, the thing I, I circled in terms of what I noticed was just it seems like, you know, Adrian Toomes is really going to maybe push Michael Morbius into embracing, you know, himself and embracing villainhood, perhaps. Which is interesting, I guess, for maybe what that means for the future. If there are any future entanglements with one of these Peter Parkers we now have. But I just I, I just felt like I, I didn't understand why they dropped it today. That that just seemed like a very weird decision. on, 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 on I, To me, I'm... I don't. I, I wasn't as confused, um, only because I, I just think Morbius right now. Maybe they're self-aware of the fact that no one really cares. So I don't think that. Regardless, I, honestly, if it came out tomorrow, I still, or it came out on Sunday, I don't think anybody would care anyway. Um, for this trailer, it doesn't mean that people won't see the movie. I don't think the movie's going to do great in the box office, but. Um, but I think that, you know, this final trailer, like you said, it, it was a complete fart in the wind. Nobody, you know, nobody, uh, out anybody really, there was really no discussion about it. Um, so like you said, it might, it might not have been the best strategy, but, uh, I don't, ex I don't know if that they could have done much about that. Um, and I actually think that a I have a slightly different, I had a slightly different interpretation of the trailer in that. I don't know if we're going to get more Vulture as much as they just showed us, like, all of <laughs> the Vulture's Well, that's, that, I think that is a very fair, yes, you I know, Not good if that's the case. But I can't imagine he's in, in many more scenes than what we've already seen, yeah. you know. So um, if that's the case, then they're just begging people to go see the movie, basically. Which, again, makes sense, given there's not a whole lot of buzz, but um, not good for the people that maybe planned on seeing it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I get, I, I agree with you, Ken. I don't, I don't really, I don't think this would have made any buzz regardless. Yeah. Um, it's a cool trailer, by the way. We, I didn't mention that, but I, I actually did enjoy it. 
I thought it was fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. With, I agree with Sham. I would say I would yeah, count I mean, it. I, I, would I mean, say I thought it was fine. fine. You know, I, I mean, the last trailer was the one that kind of was like, oh, okay, so this actually looks like Morbius. Right. But um, but this didn't add anything to that for me. Right. So I mean, I thought it was fine. You know, it, so. You know, I think even on another day, I don't think it would have done too much. Um, you know, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't have much faith in this movie. Where are we with with, 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 with so, Morbius? Like, are we are we definitely seeing this movie? I'll see it. Yeah, 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 I'll see. I'll see it. I'll see it. I mean, I've, I mean, not, I've seen it. Venom. I've seen. You know, yeah. I, it's not Venom, so I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I've seen I'll all the Venom it. movies, so I'll check it out. Um, <laughs> you know, this is not going to be a you know a Thursday midnight you know you know uh, you know showing for me or anything like that. But I mean, if this if this I don't know when the embargo is. Um, I mean, if, if I start if <laughs> embargo I see, the day after if I see it, it and it's just like at, you know twenty percent, <laughs> then I might be like, all right. I mean, I'll probably still see it, but I'll just the expectations will just be just, yeah. just rock bottom. Yeah, if it's I that guess. bad, it might not be a, a priority. You know, it might it might even wait a week. Yeah, if, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might be like, like, look, you know, do I have anything I got, else I want to do this week? Yeah, I got do stuff I? to do. You know what I'm saying? Sonic um, the Hedgehog comes out the week after. So that's very much more a priority in my mind. So, then. I mean, Morbius might not. It might It might have only one week at number one if it even makes it to number one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know what's right. coming out in late March. I don't know if it'll ever have any week at number one. <laughs> Honestly, I got to look at the movie calendar, but. Will the Batman still be playing? The Batman will definitely be playing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be playing. I mean, it'll be a month out. And will it be? Will it do better than Morbius? I mean, Spider Man has been. Spider Man just got everybody out of the paint for the entire yeah, like month. Carter for the entire month of January and some Spider-Man. of February. Like it just nobody was seeing number one. So, could the Batman have that kind of impact? I don't know. I, I mean, this word of mouth I think it got today was. A large stamp of approval. I think that whatever projection you had for box office prior to today, I say boosted by at least 10, 15 million, in my opinion, for a, a domestic box office. Yeah, I'm seeing they're shooting for 100 million. Uh-huh. They're going to cross that. I mean, we were talking before, I think they said we were talking at 135 to 165. I think we, we were talking about before was the, uh, was, the, uh, was the projection from one of the early yeah. projectors. And I said that that would be a just a so-so day for DC if you're talking about 135. Uh, there's no way in hell this movie's doing 135 in the first week. It's doing at least 150. And I think I think that's being, like, very conservative. That is, I, yes. You know, I mean, I just think the word of mouth, I think that the, 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 the social media campaign has been excellent. I think that the promotional campaign has been excellent. All that was missing was just people saying this movie was lit. And it got that. It got a major stamp of approval. The streets, the streets have spoken. The streets are saying that you have to see this <laughs> film. So that's really all that there is to it. I expect to see a big number at the box office. And the could, that, after Morbius. could that impact a month later? Could it impact Morbius? It wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me at all. The week after Morbius, we're also getting that movie Ambulance, man. That's another yeah, one. I know, Kendall, you're, I know you're, yeah, I, I kind of want to see that joint. That joint is kind of lit. Not in that movie, man. Yo, that movie, that movie, every trailer, I've, I've only I, seen... I, I thought after Transformers 8, I would never see another Michael Bay movie again. After the COVID movie. Wait, <laughs> no, was that Michael Bay? The COVID movie? The COVID movie? What was it called? See, Songbird or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 Songbird. I don't, I don't think that was Michael I don't think, Bay. I don't think that was Bay. Yeah, I think yeah that was the one with KJ Apa. Yeah. This is why we can't have nice things with Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing COVID movies. Um... I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was KJ Apple. It was produced, I believe, by Michael Bay. Oh, there you okay. go. Okay, all right, you're right. right. Yeah, it was yeah. produced. So, so you were halfway right there, Shaq. It had the shine of a Michael Bay movie. That's why I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, I Michael Michael Bay and Zack Snyder. There's some there's some filmmakers where good or bad. There's nothing about, it, but you just know just looking at it. Oh yeah, this is that guy's film or that person's film. You know. And he's definitely he's definitely one of those folks, even if he's not in the director's chair, you know. But no, nah, that 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 uh yeah, that ambulance fan was lit. I've never seen only only trailers from that movie I've ever seen are always trailers that I'm in the movie theater in. But every time I'm like, yo, what is this thing looks crazy? So I'm intrigued. So yeah, Morbius, man, count your days in that in that number one slot if you can even get it. 
You got to beat the <laughs> Batman you... a month later, and then you got Sonic and Ambulance coming up right on your tail. So, good luck. That'll do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media as well, where we do our sports and superhero content on there. Make sure you check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media. And be sure to follow us individually on social media. You can find myself at Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, on Instagram, Action EJ. Shamar can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. And Kendall can be found on Twitter, NewGenKen. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.